Set your system's volume control for slightly above the normal listening level. Let's go. Second level thinking is defined as looking beyond the easy, obvious conclusions. You got to do some smart thinking. Welcome to the second level. To the second level. On SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Where we go beyond the box score. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Rocket Mortgage is with you every step of the way. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's your host, Aton Shander. Well, we get off the air thinking the breaking news yesterday is going to be Oliver Luck suing Vince McMahon and technically the XFL and having that in the backdrop of yet another day closer to this major event from sport to sports betting and just entertainment in, and I mean entertainment, waiting for something to go wrong, of course, the first round of the NFL draft. Now, I don't know, an hour, maybe an hour and a half, two hours after we get off the air, all hell breaks loose, and we get reports coming out about Rob Gronkowski and Rob wanting to come back, Rock wanting to play with Brady, playing in Tampa Bay, and that might lead to a trade as he's trying to force us, and then all the speculation. My favorite speculation was the swapping of first-round picks and all the value that was attributed to Rob Gronkowski. But this is a big deal in the sense of a big name returns to the NFL. I get it. He's not as young as he used to be. And he's associated with still a gigantic name until proven otherwise in Tom Brady. And we can look at all the predictions and match them up with the offense versus the Saints offense and look at how things have changed with futures for the Bucks themselves, and if there's any real value here in Jersey, it shot up, and rightfully so, but still to a level where I don't think there's a lot of value. And then there's the opposite end of it. There's the side that either isn't being discussed or the side that continues to be ridiculed because, hey, look, another guy left. And that's up there in New England, of course, with Bill Belichick. So we have a lot to look at from this trade, how it impacts both teams from Brady to Belichick, Tampa Bay, all the way up to New England. We're jam-packed. Hakeem Adeniji is going to join us. Tackle from Kansas, expected to go mid-rounds to the Cowboys. He'll join us this hour. Second hour, Anthony Beck, 13 years in the NFL. Tight end down in Tampa will join us on the Gronk move. Before that, Jared Lee Smith, Sports Grid, on some insane prop value for the NFL draft. We're jam-packed today. Beneath the surface, it's the second level on SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. 30 minutes from now, we'll go to the progressive guest line and chat with Hakeem Adeniji, offensive tackle from Kansas. Expected to be a third, fourth round pick. I've seen the Dallas Cowboys as a strong favorite for Hakeem, who's, I'm sure, going to love that, being in the Dallas area. Second hour, we'll chat with Jared Lee Smith, Jared Smith from SportsGrid, on a bunch of different props that he's identified the most value heading into the draft. And don't worry, I have the bizarre ones as well 
that Ron and I will go over at some point this show. And to round things out, Anthony Beck, who played in the NFL for over a decade and covers all things Bucks down in Tampa, national things as well, all over the place. And if there wasn't a Gronk trade to take up the majority of our time, we'd be able to talk about a lot of things as he works with a ton of tight ends coming into the NFL draft. And, oh, by the way, talking with Cole Komet yesterday, it would be a perfect follow-up. And then, of course, we see the Gronk trade. So let's begin there, of course. The obvious place to start is what happens with Tampa Bay. They get a new piece, a new toy, if you will, in Rob Gronkowski. But from Tom Brady's standpoint and the Bucks' standpoint, does this put them over the top? How much does this really change what the Bucks are expected to do? We still know that Tampa Bay has a major or a couple of holes, I'd say, on defense to fill. That they're not on the same plane right now from a defensive standpoint as the Saints are or expected to be returning from last year's season. So what does the arrival of soon-to-be 31-year-old Rob Gronkowski do for Tom Brady and also do for the Tampa Bay Bucks? Because I think there are two complete, and, and honestly, I know we're talking about the same team as Brady's the quarterback of the Bucks, but I do think that these are two separate themes. One is making everything as easy as and as comfortable as possible for Tom Brady. I mean, I'm in a battle right now with, I think, and I hope, about 85 to 90% of my fellow fans here in Philadelphia demanding that our general manager in Howie Roseman drafts a wide... You've got one of, like, eight guys to choose from, either moving up, staying put, or moving back. Just draft a wide receiver. Make it easier for your franchise quarterback in Carson Wentz. And he's much younger than Tom Brady. You know Brady's there for two years. You've got a two-year window, and to be fair, you probably have a one-year window. When it's all said and done, unless you can do something drastically to change the defense, make it over in, I don't know, 12 to 14 months' time, you've got about a year window, and it's going to be heavily favored on the offensive side. You're going to have to outscore teams. You're just going to have to outwork teams on offense, up and down the field. The tempo and the pacing is going to have to improve, with the risk, of course, that you're going to be giving up points as well. Can it be done? Sure. It wouldn't be the first time that we would see a heavily favored team on offense lead its way to the playoffs. Super Bowl is a different story, but we shouldn't be anywhere near talking about those two words just with the arrival of Gronk. So from a Brady standpoint, sure. It makes sense. You've given him a safety blanket. You've given him something that, in Grob Gronkowski, is a familiar face, a familiar body. It doesn't need to be 80 yards down the field every single time. Just throw it up to Rob Gronkowski. You've got a kid that you can throw to in Chris Godwin up and down the field, depending on how strong Tom Brady's arm feels that week. Right? And I mean weak as far as, like, time, not weak as far as strong and weak. Right? You got that. Okay. But outside of that, you already had one of the most prolific wide receivers, a guy who has speed, who has size, basically a faster version, maybe a little slimmed down, of course, but a faster version of Rob Gronkowski in Mike Evans. You already have that dynamic combination. And the two tight ends that were there in Tampa Bay, we know O.J. Howard's going to be as already seen on the trade block. The two tight ends that are there, 
You already have four bodies that you could have effectively moved the football down the field. Brady needed Gronk way more than the Tampa Bay Bucks did. This is a great luxury. If you want to look at some of the best basketball teams that have been assembled, I'll use this analogy here, where you start to see guys come in, big names, maybe they're a little bit on the tail end of their career, and all of a sudden you're sixth and seventh man, right? You look at guys coming off the bench. Yeah, 32-year-old, 33-year-old, but two, three years ago, that guy was a top 10 player. Maybe three or four years ago, that guy was a top 10 player. You can look at those Heat teams. You can look way back in the 80s with the Celtics teams, Lakers. You had guys coming off the bench that had, for some reason, age, injury, gone to the tail end of their careers, yet are helping teams by coming off the bench in a 6th, 7th, 8th man capacity. And at that point, you'd much rather have the veteran, the guy with some tread but some skill who has been there before. Rob Gronkowski's value to the Bucks is clearly not as important as it is to Tom Brady, but you now have an insane luxury. This is not Brady to Gronk a hundred times this year. Anybody betting or expecting that is going to be up for a terrible awakening when the season's over. This helps Mike Evans. It helps Chris Godwin, who can stretch the field. You want to add a third wide receiver in there, you have the luxury of shifting and moving things around, which Bruce Arians is going to take full control of. But make no mistake, this is not about elevating Tom Brady to an MVP quarterback. It's making it easier from the bottom end. The Bucks, on the other hand, get this great luxury. The Bucks get to look and say, all right, now we have a gigantic body, a catch-and-run type body that we can essentially continue to move the football and pound defenses on the middle of the field. We know we can stretch it on the outside with Chris Godwin. We know we have a very unique body in Mike Evans where we can ask him to do basically anything and everything on the field. There isn't anything we can ask Mike Evans to do that can't be done by any other wide receiver in the NFL doesn't mean he's the best. It just means he's that unique and that special of a talent. Now you add, well, Tom Brady isn't expected to turn the football over at the clip in which we saw Jameis Winston, who at the end of the day wasn't necessarily the problem, but that helped. That fueled in and that factored it. The Bucks should be better than they were before Gronk got there. Are they two, three, four games better? Are they winning the division? No. They're a game better right now, a game and a half better right now with the arrival of Rob Gronkowski because he effectively strengthens the bench. And, yeah, he'll be out there starting, but I use that bench analogy as I laid out with the NBA. Now, there's one other area in this whole topic that, and I get social media because it's basically the virtual playground. Ha ha, look at you, and that's always going to dominate over, well, wait a second, guys, I I don't necessarily know we should be making fun of this person. Shut up, shut up. That's Twitter in a nutshell. So people are just coming in and destroying Bill Belichick, and it's just piling on because they've lost Tom Brady. They were never going to have Rob Gronkowski. That was never going to be a reality. Gronk would rather retire. It's right there in front of you. This is not revisionist. This just happened. This is an immediate reaction. This is not waiting two years to go back and trying to fill in the blanks with my own memory and narrative of what happened. This is Rob Gronkowski would rather retire 
than play for Bill Belichick. So what's Belichick to do? Just say, okay, that's it? Or maximize. And you know what? Maximize might have been a sixth-round pick. And I don't know if there was anywhere else, and in hindsight we do know there wasn't anywhere else, that he could have leveraged more because Gronk had a very specific demand. He said, I want to return, and I want to play in Tampa, and I want to play for Tom Brady. At that point, Bill Belichick, the only job that he has when he hears this from Rob Gronkowski, get a pick back. Just get something back. He got a fourth-round pick. So as much as people continue to dance on the grave of the New England Patriots, there's a combination of it. Yes, Tom Brady is gone, but the combo that we have to factor in at the very least is that team is a loss away from a two-seed last year. The defense did not drop significantly by any key players by any means and the division has been whipped over and over again into submission to that even from a mental standpoint it's going to be hard to overcome Bill Belichick like Bill Belichick could have a seven and nine football team going up against a 10 and six Jets team and I'd still weigh everything on Belichick. And that could be Bills or Dolphins as well, even if they do go up and get a healthy Tua. I can't just laugh and have all of the jokes and expense at Belichick because it was either not have Gronk play and sit out or Gronk comes back and I get a fourth-round pick. It's not like he had an opportunity to convince Rob Gronkowski to come back and catch passes from Jared Stidham or anybody else. It's not like Rob Gronkowski was going to turn around and say, you know what, let's work this thing out. I've had so much time off. I've had time to reflect on my own behavior, my own decisions. No. He turned around and said, dude, I ain't playing for you, and I'm not playing for anybody else. You work something out. You do it with the Bucks. You do it with Tampa Bay. At Shander Show is how you get me on Twitter. Twitch.tv slash Shander Show. We're live on the stream as well. Ron Culver on Twitter at Ron2Ns Culver. Hakeem Adeniji is going to join us. 1140 Eastern. Tackle out of Kansas. We'll get his thoughts on what's happening, this crazy draft process. Also, mentioned less than an hour from now, we'll go out to some real props, some hardcore props that you can go out and bet on and make some money on. But I have the ridiculous as well, and it wouldn't be a show if we didn't talk about something absurd. We'll do that next here on The Second Level. You're listening to The Second Level on SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, with way more than the scores, here's Aton Shander. All of the regular props that are out, right down to individual names, you've seen, you've heard, you've gone over, I'm sure, extensively. But there are a couple of other ones that have just popped up on the global market that are far more interesting to me, and therefore, by default, are far more interesting to Ron. At least for now, for the purposes of the next nine minutes. I'm curious, because you were part of the whole faction before we get into these props. And I'll just give you a quick example of what I'm talking about. Total dogs shown during the first round. I'll give you the over-under. I don't know if I was part of a faction. Well, I think you were. I think from what my memory. You can't place me anywhere. 
it, it's tough. It yeah, is I very difficult. I have an alibi. <laughs> well, yes, your alibi was on this program ripping that poor young woman from USC who had no idea who Jackie Robinson is or was, technically. Legacy is person on the planet was. Now, I wonder if anybody's been paying attention because that whole college week and tournament thing is over. So for the last three nights, you're back to normal. And those questions have got progressively more difficult. I don't know if people have noticed that. But anybody riding out the last two weeks on Jeopardy, including those ripping that young woman from USC, like Ron, can clearly tell the difference now, right? Everybody's on their high horse because they're clearing thousands of dollars on their couch in college Jeopardy. And now all of a sudden it's back to the real deal. See? You start ripping people and the bar raises a little bit. I've seen people a lot, I would say more quiet on social media as a result of trying to identify. And there were some bad answers, don't get me wrong, but nobody cares when you know your bad answer is Emily Dickinson and the person is really somebody in you know ancient Greece. Dogs versus cats. How many cats do you think will be shown during the first round? If I gave you the over-under, well, actually, I'll tell you what, Ron, before I even give you the over-under, why don't you give me what you think will be the total over-under? Well, you got to clarify real quick. We're talking live animals? Yes, we're okay. talking live animals. Not, uh, not somebody from the University of Kentucky? Right. I'm talking about somebody okay. who is there in their draft party, and not all of a sudden being, a cat walks by. Yeah, not someone being drafted by the Jacksonville Jaguars? You're no. I'm talking about those type of cats. The Jaguars? No. Uh, let's see. What'd you say? Jaguars? <laughs> yeah, I, I, the Jaguars, right. Jaguars. <laughs> is that tomato? Is that the new tomato tomato? By I, the think, way? I, think, I don't think it's new. I think it's very old tomato tomato. Well, it, it's been around, I think, more recent, right, than the tomato tomato battle. Probably. Yeah, people have been growing Probably. tomatoes for since the inception of humanity. Well, jaguars have been all over the place, too, man. <laughs> okay. It's not, it's not like right. they just popped up one day. I'm like, you know what? Well, we're going to call ourselves jaguars now. Well, they only got popular when they joined the NFL, right? No, come on, man. There was a car. I guess you're right. And I've never heard that, that car pronounced jaguar. It's only when it turned into an NFL team. No, it's always been pronounced jaguar. I've just been doing it wrong is what you're telling me. Well, because you have a funny accent. Yeah, but people, look, it's not just me. People people around you say 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 the word wrong. No, but I'm telling you, there are people up here. And first off, I don't sound, we can get somebody who sounds like thick (laughs) Philadelphia. They say Jaguar, too. Jaguar, right. You say Jaguar? Jaguar, right. Jaguar. Jaguar. All right, so how many right. cats do you think will be shown there? NFL is in, not in a the, cat league. In the first round. Yeah, only first mm. round. This is only Thursday night. You know what, maybe – do I have to put a half on it to make it easy? Well, the over-under is a half number, yeah, but yeah. you can do whatever you want. No, we can I'll, push. I'll throw a half on it. I'll say three and a half because I think some of these guys will be at their parents' house. That's and, fair. And mom has uh, her favorite cat. The actual number is a half. Is a half? It's a half cat. That's yeah. how little they think you'll see a cat. Yeah, half a cat. I might take the over because I think you would see at least one, and you'd win. You would think, but <laughs> well, yeah, you would win. But you would. I, I just don't think this is now. On the contrary, dogs are three and a half, and don't you think that's a lock to go over? Yeah. 
anybody, it doesn't matter if you're at your own house. And granted, you're, we're talking about college age kids, so they're probably going to be a huge moment like this, especially since everybody's quarantined at their parents' house. So, or wherever they're living with their family, right? So that looking at that, who doesn't have a dog versus a cat in an NFL household? Yeah. Right? You raising it up. We'll ask Hakeem. Hakeem Adeniji is going to join us in eight minutes. If he has a dog or a cat? My guess is if he has an animal in the house, it's a dog. He's an offensive tackle. You think the guy grew up around cats? He either has a dog or he has a goldfish. Look, if he has cats, it's fine because he can kick our ass combined. So that's fine. I'm not ripping. I'm just saying. Not yet. Not yet. Now, this is an interesting one. I'll combine the two here. Will any draftee be shown drinking beer? Will any draftee pop champagne? The overwhelming odds favor, will any draftee be shown drinking beer and popping no to no? Minus 400 to drinking beer, minus 700 to pop champagne. So drinking a beer on television, I think, is not going to happen. Yeah, I, that I, could be a bad look. Champagne? Absolutely. Well, here's the thing. The operative word here, Ron, is pop, not drink. Okay. Pop. Well, I don't, I don't see him popping beer. No, but I see like him. Uh, yeah, exactly. Nobody's cracking. It's not going to be Stone Cold Steve Austin cracking yeah. beers and slamming them together and chugging them. But although, let's let's all reflect on Joe Burrow's little celebration. He did have what, a hell of a celebration. Wasn't, smoking didn't he have a cigar. A, yeah, didn't he have a cigar in one hand and a bottle in the other? Correct. Now that's after winning a national championship, and I think he even got in trouble, right, for he smoking got, the cigar indoors. He got in trouble. But got Brady. Now, now we're talking. He's going to be at his house presumably is, you know, probably or at his parents' house. And uh, he's going to go number one overall. Correct. So Correct. That's that's a champagne popping worthy. Yeah, and here's the thing. You don't need to drink it in order to be caught on TV to what pop if it. You're, okay, what if you're All Tua? you need to do is pop that bottle, brother. Yeah, what if you're Tua and you slide in the draft? That's, then, a, that's a drinking moment, right? Yeah, I think that. At one point, you were like five, six. Easy. Well, how far down do you drop? <laughs> what if he's Aaron Rodgers? What do you drop to twenty six? Yeah, or Brady or Brady Quinn. Quinn. <laughs> Man, I I don't know. At that point, he might even forget a cigar. He might light up something else to just yep. relax. You know, at that point, we might have to get a prop on if Tua falls to the twties. What's going to be his mode of celebration? Because I don't know if you well, he's got to be in Hawaii at that now, right? What's that? He's got to be in Hawaii hanging out. Yeah, I would think so. With his family. Everybody's just, quarantined at home. Yeah. There's no school, so obviously he's not. Yeah, he's got to be in Hawaii. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. Do you pop a <laughs> bottle of champagne if you go from five or really three oh, to no, no, 26? No, 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 no. 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 Just, I mean, is there a, another category for other, like, you know, scotch? No, it's two <laughs> different props. The, these are Tequila. two different props. Tequila, yeah. I think that would be the go-to, right? If you start to slide, you're just like, oh, yeah. just give me... Give yep. me the Cuervo. Give if you're not going to smoke something, you'll drink tequila. I feel like that yeah. would be a good one. Yeah, you don't go vodka or you'd have to go tequila. Yeah, I go tequila. Two other ones we'll get to. And again, Hakeem Adeniji is going to join us. Tackle from Kansas coming up next. Will the number one overall pick cry? Yes, plus 400. No, minus 700. Nobody's going to shed a tear in 32 picks, Ron. Not one young man. I don't know. Well, okay. I thought you said number one. Oh, well, the number one, pardon me. So Joe Burrow will not cry. No, yeah, I don't, know that. I don't think Joe Burrow will cry. You're right. You're right. Thank you for actually listening to what I'm saying, because clearly yeah. I'm not. That's all right. 
I, you know, it was one of those rare moments where I was listening to the show. And I, and I, yes, exactly. And clearly I'm not. Yeah, so. I don't think, I, if Joe Burrow is in fact selected number one overall, I don't think he cries. If, I don't think if, Chase if, Young if, cries either. If I don't think Chase one. Young, but if like, if it was Tua. Okay. Right? Because we just talked about him sliding. So let's talk about him being, you know, surprise, surprise, surprise. Tua might cry if he goes one. Sure. He might go one because there's so much back and forth on him right now. I agree. Now, the likelihood of that is probably the likelihood of Joe Burrow crying, which is exactly. nil, minus 700. Real quick, will the number one overall pick hug his mom, dad, girlfriend, friend, or sibling? Like which one first? Yes. Mom. It's the overall favorite, but don't. <laughs> hey, Listen. Don't rule out sibling, brother, girl, uh, sister. Everybody's quarantined. Girlfriend won't be there. Buddy won't be there. Brother, sister might get the first hug if they're sitting on the right. You're listening to The Second Level on SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, with way more than the scores, here's Aton Shander. Live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Shander Show. You can follow along on the stream and see up there the Twitter page of our next guest. Very excited to have a conversation with this young man, expecting a bright future in the NFL on the offensive line. That would be former KU tackle. Hakeem Adeniji, you can follow Hakeem on Twitter, at Keem78, the great Aton Shander on the second level. First off, Hakeem, thank you for the time today. Congrats on all of your success. How are you doing? How, how are you? How's your family doing through all of this nonsense, this mess that we're going through? <laughs> no, thanks for having me. Uh, what we're handling is good. You know, got some, get some extra time with, with my mom and my girlfriend here. We're locked down in the house, and so it's good. You know, a lot of a lot of good talk. So I think something has come out of it. I bet, and it's family. So you take it and leave it how it's always been for however long we are on this planet. But you're right; we do get a chance to, I guess, be reminded a lot being uh, being around our loved ones, especially going into a huge weekend for you, where you're headed to the NFL. Man, it's. Is always what I always dreamed of, and the fact that it's here tomorrow—it's it's crazy. And you know, night by night, you know, over the past week or, or month, you just kind of sit down, like it's, it's getting closer, it's getting closer. What you've always worked for, you know, for it to finally be here, and and for me to you know I'm going to get that call within the next few days, I can't even put it into words. I'm excited. Well, you're Maybe. you're in Dallas, right? From Dallas, that area. Ah, uh, yeah. So I imagine, I'm guessing, and, and look, I say this in Philly as an Eagles fan, but, but I respect the grind and I respect your hustle, sir. So I imagine going to Dallas would be ideal, right? Uh, it was always like a – that's always been my, my team growing up. So, I mean, it would definitely be cool. But uh, I honestly don't really have like a, a preference, I, I would guess. No, and I understand that, right? Because you don't want somebody on some fan base to pull some clip of you saying, well, I want to go to Dallas, and then the Eagles or Giants draft you. And it's like, Hakeem, what did you say? No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I get that. But at the same time, just 
your team, and it's for everybody, because here in Philly or anywhere around the country, there are plenty of times in which somebody comes from a different area, growing up following a different team. But you're right, it's just hearing your name. Now, it's going to be a little different this time because it's going to be all virtual, but have you gone through it already? Like, have you gone through the, the feeling and the emotion that you expect to have once you actually hear your name called? Oh, yeah, always. You like, um, you know, from our perspective, almost every year during the draft, you like think about it. And then, you know, there's times, I don't know, you'll have a good game or it's getting closer. You, you just It's something that you always, throughout my entire life, at least a hundred times more that I've envisioned. And it's, it's right here. So, I mean, I mean, there's no way to like replicate that when it actually happens. But, you know, it's, it's coming. So well, I'll find out soon. It is kind of funny how we work, though, right, as humans, because you go through repetition, you go through practice throughout the week, and it's about memory, and it's about knowing your responsibilities and, and kind of going through that physically in practice. But you're right, there's nothing that you could do to prepare. You could talk to people. I'm sure you've talked to players that have gone through it already that are in the NFL, and they may tell you, hey, Hakeem, this is what it's going to be like. You know, It's going to be crazy. The world's yeah. going to change. But you don't know it until you go through it. Awesome time for you, man. So I'm curious, when you look at the NFL itself, have you had anybody specific, an opportunity to talk with, to maybe pick on it as a mentor and, and pick their brain heading into the league, especially as a tackle? Um, most definitely. Uh, from the offensive line standpoint, uh, working with, with Duke Manuel, the guy I trained with uh, more recently that there's been – a lot of elite guys that he, that he trains that I've been able to you know pick their brain and how it's going to be coming to the league as an offensive lineman, but um, you know the guy who I who I call like my big brother uh, Adrian Phillips he's he just signed with the Patriots but um, I was with around him a lot growing up and he he's been in there for about five six years and you know he's always you know come back and just kind of told me and we've had talks about how it's going to be and what it takes to get to this level and so he. He's definitely been a huge part of it as well. Yeah, a lot of what we don't get is the the life conversations, right? Because we mm. imagine that somebody who is playing the league that has the chance and the opportunity to sit and chat with you is going to talk about everything, right? It's going to talk about, hey, mm. the physical responsibilities and what you're going to have to do each and every week, how much more difficult it will be, right, from college to the NFL. Mm. But w what type of life advice are you getting, are you seeing as far as how much your world is going to change from Kansas to wherever you land? Uh, it's going to be, it's going to be more football. There's no school. Football is your life. It's your job. But I mean, to me, that's awesome. Like it, obviously it's, there's going to be moments where it's going to be hard and going to be hurt. But I mean, this is what, to be able to do what I love to do and, and make a lot of money doing it and, that's like my only responsibility. I mean, what more could you ask for? Hakeem Adenichi joining us at Keem78, the great on Twitter, former KU tackle now heading to the NFL. Do you have any idea? Have you been told maybe where to expect to hear your name? I've heard a lot of day two. And, uh, but I mean, regardless of, of, where I end up falling or, or going when I go higher than I expect or lower than I expect, as long as I get that opportunity, that's the biggest thing for me. 
How's the interview process going on Zoom and FaceTime? And I, I imagine that it's it's easier for you than probably the guys on the other end. Yeah, it's a little different. Uh, <laughs> that's what all, all the teams say. They're like, well, this is our, like our first you know, time doing this sort of thing. Obviously, it's our first time, but it's our only time. So, you know, they've done it, you know, in person for years and years. So it's definitely different for them. It's been kind of cool. You know, you just kind of watch, you usually like watch film, just, you know, talk about things, talk about the player you are, who you are, what you bring to the table, stuff like that. Any crazy, bizarre questions thrown at you? Like, come on, man, what what is this? I actually, I haven't through the whole part. I never got a crazy question. I wonder if that, you know, I wonder if that's because of the position you play. I, I think that maybe it's it's the respect that people, have, you know what I mean? Like, it's business. You're, you're protecting uh-huh. the quarterback. And I wonder if it's all about, you know, f- the focus and all. Maybe they don't have to, time to ask you if yeah. you were a tree, what kind of tree you were. You know, I, I would look at that as a sign of respect, Hakeem. <laughs> Who knows? What have you been doing, man, uh, when just downtime? I know it's cool to spend time with the family, but we all need a couple of minutes alone, right? So what do you do as far as downtime, even without a pandemic going on? Um, without a pandemic? <laughs> I love to I love to cook. That's like my that's one of my that's like my biggest hobby. Just calms you kind of calms me down. Uh, you know, you can be creative and at the end of it, you get food to eat. So that's like that's the best part. So it's I a love great reward. Uh, and then you know, just like you know, I'll, I'll always kind of like just research new things that that aren't in my you know regular day to day life that I may not know about. There's just so much out there, and I like learning new things. So I say those are like two big things that I do. All right. So the girlfriend's coming over. What's the go to meal in order to make sure that no issues at all in the night? Oh, I'm, I'm making steak, and it's easy. It's one of my favorite things to cook, and my girlfriend loves steak. Uh, so <laughs> I'm sure yeah. that's not a coincidence, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, how do you cook it? This is the big question, right? And I know people cook it a little different depending on where we are in the country, but how do you cook your steak? Me, I'm medium rare, 100%. That's my the, man. That's how we got to do it. Unfortunately, my girlfriend likes more medium well done this but not well done itself right not well not well done but like you know what i'm saying more like cook unfortunately do you take it as an insult if somebody asks you to cook their steak well done hakeem oh yeah (laughs) i'll just say we're i'll just say we're having burgers there you go (laughs) all right now during the pandemic what's the go-to are you a gamer you watching tv how do you you know i know film and consuming as, as much as you can, preparing for the NFL is taking up A, B, and C of your day. But what happens yeah. when you hit D in the pandemic? Um, I'm, I've never been much of a, a big, you know, binge watcher. But we just, me and my girl, we just finished watching Ozark. That was a really good show. There you go. So we've been watching some shows. Um, man, outside of, like, football, I've been, I've been playing um, – I've been playing Monopoly a lot recently. Physically on uh, the, the actual board or no, something no, on no, TV? On the app. I don't on have the, the app. board. Nobody, no, yeah, nobody actually. There's not many people I feel like they like that actually play Monopoly. I didn't know. Maybe you you know, you know, were a throwback here and, and you broke out the actual Monopoly game. Oh, man. I wish. Nobody, nobody here would play with me. I uh, just went too much. Is that it? 
You somehow you always land on Park Place or Boardwalk, huh? Is that how it works? Oh uh, no, I got the I got the real strategy. Oh well, hold on a second. What's the real I strategy? The, yeah, <laughs> I got the real. It's, can, it's, can you break some news here? It's deep. If you if you come sit down with me, have a glass of wine. I I can give you like ten fifteen minutes. I can make you I can make you a, a pretty good not a leap. You know, that takes time. I can make you a pretty good Monopoly player. All right, listen, man. Here's the deal. If you get drafted in the North, I'm in Philly, so a drive to Boston or D.C. ain't far, especially New York or Philly itself. So I'm going to take you up on that. Okay. Hakeem, I appreciate you. <laughs> Absolutely. Bring the board with me. I appreciate All your right. time, man. All the best. Can't wait to hear your name. Man, I appreciate you guys having me. It was a pleasure. Awesome, man. Hakeem Adenogy joining us on the Progressive Guest Line at Keem78, the great. You know, that, that is a very important question to ask a significant other who you feel could be the one or could be a one, meaning you never know. You could be young and think, well, I'm good here to marry this person and hang for a little bit, but the death of his part is, is a long way. Whatever it may be, if you're looking for a summer fling to a soulmate the most or one of the most important questions food related is how do you like your steak and i do feel like and i agree with akeem and i was happy to hear his response it isn't if you're making steak grilling steak and somebody asks you to grill it well done it is an insult you should be asked to leave the party that shander show now ron i bet you you're a well done guy right if I were to set odds for how Ron Culver likes his steak, I'm going to say minus 500. Medium, medium well. No. Rare? No. Okay, I, like a, so, I like a medium. Perfect. Okay. So I stand corrected. See? I miss it. It's just like fake news. I can't get it right. At Shander shows how you get me. I know it's already coming. The well-done steak takes are coming. You don't know. You've never had it. Twitch.tv slash Shander Show is how you can follow along in the stream. Great stuff from Akeem Adenogy. We'll wrap the hour next year on the second level. Dealing with the root of the issues, it's the second level on SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. The second hour, we'll chat with Jared Smith, Sports Grid. Same spot as Scott Farrell here on our network. Jared's got some real props, not just the silly stuff that we throw out, which you can actually bet on, mind you. Don't think that if I'm throwing out, well, the number one overall pick cry, that you can't physically bet on that. You can. And Anthony Beck will join us, 1240 Eastern, down in Tampa Bay former NFL tight end, and talk a little more about the Gronk trade, as we will in the second hour with Jared as well. Will ESPN mention that Jake Fromm played in the Little League World Series? Yes is minus 140. No, even odds, one-to-one odds. I got one better for you. Will ESPN mention Jake from State Farm? Mentioning Jake Fromm as Jake from State Farm? Yeah, Jake from State Farm. Will somebody say that? Will somebody say that at okay, some well, point? Let's look at this. Uh, we need to handicap who's on the actual panel here. I'm sure there's some jackass uh, on the see. panel that will be guilty if, if of saying that. If it's Espen, you got uh, you got Mel Kuyper, Todd McShay. He'll probably poke his head in because this is their day to shine. Right. 
Uh, so let's see. Mel Kiper won't. He's too. He takes himself way too seriously. Yeah. McShay is no. He won't. Chris say that. Berman is he officially retired? I I don't understand Chris Berman's role anymore. He's like okay. So the Sixers did this when they were tanking. Right, he, yes. would, he would say it. He would say it. So Berman is akin to what the Sixers did when they were tanking, which is like every third or fourth game they brought back Allen Iverson. And they just had Allen Iverson stand up and wave and do stuff. And it was like that would reward the 6,000 people that were at the game. Berman is, is like you just pull him out every now and again. It's the same old, what is he doing that's new? Who is I, well, yearning for like... more Berman? I need more Berman. Well, I think everyone needs a little more Berman. In their I think life. they need more cowbell before they need more Berman. Uh, we, need, we need just as much cowbell as we do Berman. Oh, jeez. Well, they. I mean, so, think about it. You get the cowbell. You know, the pop, 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 or the back, 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 back. Same yeah, thing. I'll go, well, yes, but cowbell Same is thing. walking. So walking yeah. will always trump Berman. So we need either walking or back. I think back, Berman. Back, 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 back. Yes, Berman would say Jake from. State Farm. Jake from State Farm. Rah, rah, rah. Couldn't you hear him say that? Oh, of course. <laughs> so if he's not on the uh, if he's not in the cast, uh, then he's it would be, out. It, uh, that, that's not going to get said at all. It we, won't. But the odds for him playing in the Little League World Series basically tell you that somebody's going to mention it. Did you know Jake Fromm yeah. played in the Little League World? I could see McShay or, or the, the other no, guy Kuiper saying that. You can't teach that. No. He was an athlete through and through. i tell you what, man. He played in the Little League World Series, man. You know, I could see all that breaking down here. Has anybody asked John Gruden? Set your system's volume control for slightly above the normal listening level. Let's go. Second level thinking is defined as looking beyond the easy, obvious conclusions. you got to do some smart thinking. Welcome to the second level. To the second level. On SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Where we go beyond the box score. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Rocket Mortgage is with you every step of the way. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's your host, Aton Shander. Well, we have breaking news that came out, I guess, an hour or so ago. And this is from Fox 19, which I believe is in Cincinnati. Jeremy Roush with the report from a reliable source, because maybe if this came from an unreliable source, you wouldn't necessarily believe it. But I read the tweet verbatim from a reliable source, the Bengals. Now, did I pronounce that correctly, Robin Culver? The Bengals. It's not the Bengal, Bengals or anything else? Like No, you got that cat name okay. right. The Bengals have informed Joe Burrow that he will be their number one overall pick on Thursday. There it is. If so he... is he going to shed tears? No, because he knows what's coming. So he Tua shed, sheds he, tears. He, he could shed tears now. Maybe but now is when, But it doesn't yes. count because we're not seeing it. Absolutely right. It does not count, and the bet does not pay off. It's like a because... tree falling in the forest. Exactly right. Now, Jared Smith's going to join us in five minutes, and we'll talk about the props and what you can bet on, including the 100,000 to one, which I'm sure is now off the board. But I saw this hashtag yesterday on Twitter and wanted to alter it to our own. I know we have a lot with Gronk. We'll get to this. It's the big story, also the draft. Just take a second, indulge me here, and we can begin with Ron at Ron2EnsCulver on Twitter at Shander Show, twitch.tv slash Shander Show, so you can follow the stream here. 
the hashtag was five perfect movies. And I thought, well, let, let me switch this to TV shows. And the more and more I thought about it, it doesn't mean it's the best of all time, even though I think it is. It means that there's nothing at all you would change. And I think there's only one perfect television show, and that's The Wire. So I know it's going to be met with resistance. I know it's going to be met with acceptance. Just think about this, all right? Because we've got fake news with Ron coming up at 1225. Jared Smith's going to join us before that. Anthony Beck as well. It's a jam-packed show. At some point, we'll get Ron's thoughts on his, I don't even want to do five, maybe three is, is much easier. And yours as well as I see stuff popping up on the Twitch channel. But NFL props next. Beneath the surface, it's the second level on SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios, here's Aton Shander. Time to get to with our next guest. We'll go out to the progressive guest line and bring in Jared Smith from SportsGrid, which, of course, you know, is Scott Farrell, now part of the SB Nation Radio Network. Jared at Jared Lee Smith on Twitter, Beyond Sports Grid, Wager Talk, Sports Memo, MSG Networks, FanDuel, and covers as well. Also, one of the best minds to pick when it comes to what the heck is happening with our stocks day to day, and a pretty good TV mind as well, as, as I've come to find out. Jared, Aton Shander on the second level. How are you, man? Hey Tom, man, you always you, you always blow away my introductions. You're going to be my new hype man. You and you and Sean Brace do the best jobs with getting me ready for my segment with you. So props to that, as always. You know, in about five or six years, maybe even a shorter time, because you never know in this business when, when I'm needing yeah. a handout or two, I'm going to come back and say, "Do you remember right. those introductions?" Do you remember how I led into the show, Jared Lee Smith? Oh, I love it. I love it. No, you know, this is a very fun time of the year. Uh, the NFL draft to me is obviously really excited. Obviously, the circumstances surrounding it, all the other things going on with the economy you mentioned as well. The stock market is uh, incredibly volatile right now. But uh, we're, we're trying to have some semblance of normalcy this week. It feels like Super Bowl week. Honestly, Doesn't it? Tana. It really does. It really does. It's a conversation I brought up actually on yesterday's show. There is belief, and I'm actually led to go down the road of belief and acceptance in the statement here that this will be at least as bet on as the Super Bowl mm. simply because of the circumstances that we're in. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, what we, we saw the astronomical numbers uh, for the Last Dance documentary, and I think this will increase it. Another thing to keep in mind Usually the second day of the draft, the you know second and third rounds, the Saturday rounds, because of the NBA playoffs, are usually bumped to ESPN two. So now they're going to get the big stage the whole time on ESPN. I think that will only make the ratings go up even more. It's going to be the probably the most watched sporting event since the Super Bowl. It might be the most watched sporting event until the next actual live sporting event with fans in the stands, which which who knows when that could be. Uh, but I, I, I do think it is going to be uh, it, it must-see TV. I mean, you know, really, 
we've been handicapping this draft now on sports grid for three weeks, basically like the <laughs> Super Bowl. And now we finally get to that point where I believe most of the books will turn the spigots off 24 hours before. So probably sometime tonight, a lot of those lines will come down. So I do encourage you, if you do want to get some picks in, don't wait till the last minute tomorrow because a lot of books will take the lines down 24 hours before because, you know, there's some things that can go on where, you know, people might know the pick and, 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 they, and they can make some money. So uh, they will take those down, similar to what they do with the Heisman odds. Uh, they, they, they do take them down before. So if you do want to get your draft picks in, uh, I encourage you to do that tonight. Where have you identified, we can look at a couple, but let's start with the most value for anything as far as movement or just general prop in this draft. Well, it's funny because if, if you got in early in this market, you had a real chance to succeed. And, and I, I view, Eitan, I, you know, we, we talk very analytically about gambling. Obviously, the goal is to win the bet. Obviously, that's the goal. But I, I do view it in, a, in kind of a binary way where my first goal is to beat the closing line. And this market, unlike any other market where I've seen in the past, because it's such an illiquid market, meaning there's just not a lot of handle in all of these props. There's so many props, and there's only so much action that can be taken by the books in each prop. The moves are, are sharp. And not sharp money. I mean, they will move a buck of juice in like one or two bets or in an hour. And we've seen that in the quarterback market. We've seen the odds on Tua Tagovailoa go from three and a half, meaning over under the third pick in the draft, to five and a half. And I was on the wrong side of that move. I, I thought Tua was a top three pick. I thought he was the third pick. And I went under three and a half. I got plus money on it. And the lines moved vastly against me to now where it's gotten to the point where there's value on the other side. So there's value now, I think, on under five and a half, where there would be before on value over three and a half. So, you know, there's ways to kind of, you know, play the market in that way. I did that very successfully with the Giants' first pick. Uh, I had about a week ago, I had them uh, taking an offensive lineman with their first pick at even money, and that is now minus 400 today. So there's, I mean, that, that's a massive move. That's like betting the Giants minus three on Monday, and then on Saturday it's like minus seven. Like, right. you just don't <laughs> see moves that big in the NFL marketplace very often. So I think there's a few picks out there where you're going to find value in this draft. I think you should lean towards the offensive lineman and the defensive lineman and skew away towards the quarterbacks and the wide receivers. To me, that's always where the public will go. They're going to think the quarterbacks are going to get taken higher. They're going to think the wide receivers are going to, going to get taken higher. I don't think it's that kind of draft. I, I think the, the meat of this draft is the actual meat of the players and, and, and the offensive lineman and the defensive lineman, the big hog mollies. That's where I think this draft can be won. I think Derek Brown's going to go very early. I think Tristan Wirfs, Jedrick Wills, Mekhi Becton, those guys are going to go very early on in this draft. Uh, that's where I would be putting my money. I'd be putting my money on over the amount of offensive linemen taken in the first round. Uh, I saw six and a half as a number, and I can absolutely see seven or eight linemen taken in the first round of this draft. Uh, the public money is always going to skew towards the sexy picks, the wide receivers, the, the quarterbacks. Uh, I, I think the value is obviously to go towards the, the big boys. Well, I wonder, though, as you mentioned, the, the wide receivers, the, I, I've seen that total shift. Is it down to sure. five and a half now as far as first-round wide receivers selected? It's moved. That's another one that's moved. They opened at five and a half, moved up to six and a half. Six now back guys taken in the first round, though, Jerry. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I could see six. I, I think I have six in my mock draft, and I was very on the fence about the sixth guy. Uh, and and I, I do think there's a chance that you get six, but I would go under that. I, I would go under six and a half for sure. I think there's definitely going to be five. 
uh, I think the six is hit or miss. But I've heard a lot of GMs say you can get a lot of really good wide receiver talent in the second and third round of this draft. So why would you spend a first-round pick reaching for a guy maybe? Let's say the Eagles are 21. I know you're a Philly guy. It, let's say Jefferson and the other top three receivers are off the board by the time the Eagles pick at 21, and they're unable to move up into the top 19, top 18 to get one of those top four guys. I am hearing that Howie Roseman views Jefferson on the same plane uh, as the other three, which I think is a fair assessment. But outside of that top four, I think there's a drop-off. If the Eagles at 21 are in no man's land, why are you reaching for a wide receiver at 21 that probably you could get the same kind of talent in the second round? Right. Or just I, trade I back to the back end of the first. Yeah, exactly. I, 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 think, I, I think this draft is filled with a lot of really great players. Not a lot of generational players. There's one at the top that I think could be. I think you throw Chase Young in there, too. Uh, but I, I don't necessarily think this draft is filled with generational talent at wide receiver. I think Jerry Judy's really good, but I don't think he's a top-five pick. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't think CeeDee Lamb is, is a Julio Jones type of player. I think he's really good. But I'm not reaching for these guys, and, and, and I'm not reaching for Denzel Mims at pick 21, who is a or good, Higgins, yeah. explosive body. Yeah, exactly, or Jalen Rieger, one of those guys. These are guys, the talent-wise is there in the second round. So if I'm the, if I'm the Eagles at 21, I actually have the Eagles taking Kenneth Murray in the, in the first round of the draft. Nice. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I have them getting missing out on Justin Jefferson slightly by a couple Sweet. of picks. Sweet. And, 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 and I have them going with Murray in the first round, thinking that Murray can solidify that running defense. Right when they have to face Saquon Barkley and Zeke Elliott four times a year. So, uh, you know, I, I think that's important. And I think don't reach for a wide receiver at the end of the first round. There's going to be guys in the second that you can get. Jared, let me sneak this in here as we wind down. And again, appreciate the time. The insight is always at Jared Lee Smith on Twitter. Sports Grid, as you know, now the new home here for Scott Farrell on SB Nation Radio as our partnership grows. Wager Talk, uh, Sports Memo, MSG Networks, FanDuel Covers. Cole Komet, we had him on yesterday on the show. Definitively the number one tight end. Does he go in the first round? I'm going to say no. His grades on Pro Football Focus have been a little lower. Pro Football Focus actually has him as a fourth-round grade, which is crazy to me. I I don't think he goes in the fourth round. I think he's a second- or third-round pick. I I don't think he's a first-rounder. No. Okay. Awesome, man. Anything on these crazy off-the-wall props? You know, I can't legally do this stuff in Pennsylvania anyway, so I have to go to the global market, but... We thought that there was actually some value on will any draftee pop champagne plus 400 on the global market is yes. Look, you don't need to be seen drinking champagne just to pop it. Yeah, uh, you know, I saw one weird one about cats. And and I saw another half. one about how many people will be in the room. Nine I'm and a half. That stuff. Yeah, I'm not, I don't know where the people are getting the cats from. Um, I, I, I haven't bet anything like that. I will say I've got some surprises in this draft. I think C.J. Henderson's the first corner off the board. Mark that down right now. Okay. And I think Derek Brown's going to be taken third overall by the Lions. Those are the two. And I also think the Patriots are going to be very aggressive in trading up or trading down or moving their draft position in some capacity and getting a quarterback in either the first or second round. Uh, One more time. Three, Who's that Lions pick? Uh, Derek Brown, the Derek Auburn Brown. defensive yep. lineman. Yep, gotcha. Just wanted to have you on record. Those man. are kind of the ones that um, um, hot takes kind of outside of the box. I, people are sleeping on C.J. Henderson. Uh, Akuda's good. Henderson's better in coverage. I think teams are going to recognize that. I could see him going as high as seven to Carolina, C.J. Henderson. Thank you, Jared. Appreciate you, brother. Stay safe. Absolutely, Aton. Anytime. Uh, that's Jared Lee Smith. Jared Smith, at Jared Lee Smith on Twitter on the Progressive Guest Line. We'll hit fake news next. Ron Culver has four stories. One of them is fake. 
We hit it yesterday. With the help of the audience, we nailed it yesterday. We'll see if we can continue the streak next on Fake News. Scratching beneath the surface, it's the second level on SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. Coming up 14 minutes, we'll go a little deeper into the Rob Gronkowski trade that lands him in Tampa Bay and what it means for Brady, Gronk, Evans, Godwin, everybody, O.J. Howard, all the way up to Bruce Arians, Anthony Becht will join us, former NFL tight end, now down in Tampa, doing a lot for the Bucks, the Bucks radio, 14 minutes from now. But, as promised, fake news. Ron's got four stories. Three of them are real. One is fake. It's all yours, sir. Oh, I had to clear the throat for this. This is a good moment right now. It is. All right, you ready? <laughs> yes. I'm going to start off strong. Good. That's that's always a good thing. A woman's breast implant saved her life after being shot in the chest. Wow, this is like the, you know, what was the famous Western that comes to mind where somebody had the Bible in their breast? Oh, no, you know what it was? All right, it's the Simpsons episode where the uh, fat Tony is trying to shoot Homer and Ned comes out. And he's got, he gets shot twice, and he's got the Bible, and then he pulls out a piece of the actual cross, and he's like, oh, look, luckily I had this, and she go inside. So breast implants saved this woman? Yes. What state? Ooh, that I did not look up. Give me a second here. I can find that for you. And Florida has to be the odds on No, favor I don't here, think but... it was Florida. Well, look, underdogs hit. Otherwise, people wouldn't bet. Not Cana- Canada. Okay, Canada. <laughs> yeah, a Canadian woman. A woman who was shot in the chest avoided death after one of her breast implants deflected the bullet away from her heart. Do we know how big the Leaving her with are? only a fractured rib. Uh, no, that it does not say. Okay, so we don't know if this is a small enhancement or if this is a gigantic. I'm thinking... Uh, got to be pretty significant right i would if think it, so if she got shot in the chest and, it, and the implants deflected it away from her heart you would think that there has to be correct a double there has to be two letters even if it's a, a b or a c there has to be a double it's got to be right. double letters exactly all right so that's definitely believable story one story, <laughs> story number did two start off strong uh microsoft owns patent number 666 which is about implanting microchips in people. Yeah, I I believe everything that comes out now about the... Well, did you see there was a hack of the World Health Organization, alleged hack, right, of the WHO, Gates, Microsoft, and a couple of other entities that I guess are all connected. And there's been this general belief from day one that Bill Gates, who has some economic implications, if you will, at the very least, with who's in charge of the who would benefit significantly from a vaccine that he can create control and, of course, have the chip that you could read that would dictate whether or not you are healthy versus having the virus. Right. And now and, and my favorite part about this is social media's reaction, which is I'm not getting a vaccine. No, 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 no. On their way to getting another flu shot. Like, it's different. Well, flu no, sh- but a, flu shot's not vaccine. 
No, but my point of it is, is this. Right, yes, exactly right. Exactly. <laughs> that's the thing. It's like, no, no, no. Only one. It's, it's like the same person who says, that's it. I'm off Facebook. They're not going to track me anymore yeah. while tweeting that. Exactly. <laughs> but this is actually more believable than the first simply because there's already trace evidence of the connection that Bill Gates has with the who and anybody else that would benefit. Yeah. I mean, they even tried to connect Fauci to this thing, Ron. Everything is now crazy. All right, so that's story number two. Story number three, flying in airplanes could be very diff- a different experience in the future with seats being outfitted with a plexiglass shell to fit over your head. Is this like going to the hair salon? Kind of. I mean, not as not as bulky looking. You know, it's like, I mean, the seats are still going to be the same. Picture your normal airplane where you have three. You're sitting next to this. You're in the middle seat. Somebody's on your right. They have the window seat. Somebody's on the left. Got the aisle seat. There's just going to be a plexiglass shield, if you will, that kind of uh, separates you from them. And it kind it doesn't completely go over the top of your head, uh, but almost all the way through, almost all the way over. Okay, so it's preventing you from sneezing or coughing exactly, on somebody. Exactly, yes. But how intrusive is it? Well, I mean... I think after a while, you probably would get used to it. But when you first sit down, you're going to feel like your head's in a cage. Yeah, I think so. So, And, uh, yeah, I'm, not, I, and I'm talking about how intrusive or anything like that. I'm just saying, you know, flights are going to be different. This thing, yeah, but coronavirus the thing. is changing everything now. The biggest question I have is, how. when I say intrusive, how comfortable is it that you could sleep? Are you now going to be unable to sleep because you've got this thing coming down on your head? That's a good question. You might. I don't know if you will be able to. Well, if you're in the middle seat, you might be able to sleep easier because now you can put your head up against something. Yeah. You know, that's one of the appeals to the window seat. Not only that you get to look at the clouds, you know, from above them, but you get to rest your head against something. But that's not comfortable, is it? Well, it's not. not, I mean, have you ever tried to sleep while you're getting your hair did at the salon, Ron? I can't really sleep. No, I can't really sleep on a plane either. I've tried. It's easier to, first off, the middle seat, forget it. Aisle's a little more difficult. Window is the jackpot to where you can sleep because you can put something, even if it's your coat, up there. But I feel like that's been removed now. And think about this. What about your view at the window seat? How much is that now impaired? Well, it might be double-visioned. Yeah, it would be you terrible. Gotta, you got to look through plexiglass to look through the one first window pane to look through the second window that pane. That awful little glass that they have there that, that is protecting us from yeah. the wind tunnel. All right, now that's story three, right? That's story number three. Okay. Uh, story number four, a man bought an abandoned mining town and decided to isolate there during the pandemic. Wait a second. Isolate? Isolate. Is there a better place to isolate, you think? Well, I would probably want to isolate here instead of abandoned mining town. Right. What? But he bought an abandoned mining town and decided, you know what? I'm going to head to that place to isolate. But doesn't, okay, isn't that like, there's this show on HGTV, (laughs) some sort of mansion where she buys, her and her dad, they buy these dilapidated mansions and they build them back up. You need to build something back. An abandoned mining town wasn't built up and then abandoned. It's going to look old and decrepit and nasty. and No, it's not, it's not going to look good at all. No. And you're probably going to be, I would be scared to you know what every yeah. single night sleeping in some old house from the 80s, and, and I mean 1880s, where there was mining. And where is this again in the country? 
Midwest? Uh, this is in uh, Southern California. Oh, Southern California. Yeah, okay. he purchased a remote 300-acre property in Southern California. And there was no about, nothing done to it? It, it wasn't changed just, into like a dude ranch or no, something? No, it's uh, called Cerro Gordo. Yeah, that is weird. That's a weird story. Kevin on Twitch, Ron brought his A-game today. These are hard. <laughs> All right, let's recap here. Again, Anthony Beck's going to join us in six minutes. Let's recap here. So these are these are difficult. We have, in reverse order, story four is the mining, the mining town, which the for mine. some reason this person bought and decided to hang out in. That's where he's, uh, that's where he's quarantined Is there himself. anybody with him? Did he bring, like, no. uh, six or seven girlfriends or boyfriends or anything? Doesn't say who if he brought anyone with him. Just one person to go there and, and be out in there. He's, uh, so right. he's isolating himself. Uh, number three is the airline, where you now go in and have your head, like, the salon, yeah, getting your hair curled. Number two, I forgot. Number two, uh, Bill Gates has a patent now. That's right for human right. And number one tracking. is the breast. See, okay, number one is almost too obvious. And, and this is my thought process here. And again, you're following along twitch.tv slash Shander Show at Shander Show at SB Nation Radio, SB Nation Radio dot com. We do poll the audience every now and again. In fact, the audience nailed it yesterday. Number one is so believable, I feel like it might actually tip the scales to turn into an unbelievable story just because of how obvious and funny and believable it is. Number two, I, I'm 99% positive, is real. The salon slash Lowe's like shield that you have up there is an interesting one. And I don't know what to do with the mining one. I, I do feel like stories three and uh, pardon me, two and three are highly believable, which now means I'm somewhere in that 50-50. That's what we should do, right? Didn't they have a 50-50 on Millionaire? Yeah. Were you, what did that do? That removed two answers? That, that removed two answers. Okay, but I should only have one of those per week. Is that fair? <laughs> That's up to you. No, let's let's do that. I can I can only poll the audience two times per week, and I can only fifty fifty one time per week. All right. And I'm not going to fifty fifty here because I'm more confident than I should be if I fifty fifty. I'm going to say number one is the fake story only because it's so funny, it's so obvious, it's so real that I'm thinking it tipped the scales. Number two. Oh, wait a second. The guy is connected to, like, emails. You're telling me he doesn't have any stake in a he vaccine? Doesn't, he doesn't have a patent 666. About, oh, I guess that was the About specific. implanting microchips in what people. What is it, like 668 and you flip the number? <laughs> no. He does that. No, the patents are usually longer than three digits, by the way. Oh, see, you're counting on me being smart. You're listening to The Second Level on SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, with way more than the scores, here's Aton Shander. Well, as I mentioned, all hell broke loose yesterday after we got off the air. We had the show ready to go, and we were all locked into a Wednesday, easing our way into the NFL draft, but... We get a huge trade, and 
we have to determine just how big it is for Miami, how much of a loss, if in fact it was at all, for New England. So we go out to the progressive guest line and bring in a man who knows the NFL in and out. He played in the NFL for 12 years at a high end at the tight end position and now is everywhere, former West Virginia alum, of course, and he'll use any opportunity to remind us that. College football analyst for ESPN, Jets preseason color. You could even see him pop up on the home shopping network. That's the versatility of one Anthony Becht on Twitter, at Anthony underscore Becht. Eight-side Shander on the second level. First and foremost, A.B., how are you and your family doing, man? Hey, Tom, what's up? Everybody's well, family's healthy. Uh, you know, being in Florida, one thing we have every day is sun and good weather, so we're able to go outside a little bit around the neighborhood and, and just kind of hang out. But, uh, you know, life's good. Give me some time to look at some of these draft picks and kind of survey the land a little bit, like I think a lot of people are. I think we're all looking forward to the draft on Thursday. Yeah, it's low 40s back home, man. So anybody in Philly listening is like, come on, Beck, really? You had to rub that in? <laughs> Got to do a browser. <laughs> so let, let's look at the big news. What's your first react? You already know Tom Brady's the quarterback. You've already digested that. Everybody in Tampa Bay is excited. You, you got the new Brady jersey and everything that's available for you. You wake up, you pop on Twitter, whatever you were doing to then find out about the news. What's your first reaction to Rob Gronkowski is now a Tampa Bay Buck? Yeah, you know, it's kind of the same feeling with Brady. It's a little bit surreal, you know, to see these guys, number one, in different uniforms for the first time in their career is is hard to fathom. I think uh, we'll all have to wait and see when that actually comes true and people visually see with their eyes at practice and whenever football gets going again. But, uh, I mean, it's huge. I mean, you're talking about arguably, at least not, you know, at least for Rob Gronkowski, the best tight end that's ever played the game. Uh, we know what Tom Brady is, but you know I don't know if there's been a better tight end in the last 30 years of football than than Rob Gronkowski. And you know he left really still with a lot of juice in the tank. And um, th- this is big. This is an equalizer. Or any any in- inclination that you thought that maybe the the race got tighter in the division, then you would probably disagree. It, it really comes down to now. What do you do to stop the Bucks and the weapons at the disposal of Tom Brady? are really ridiculous, to be quite honest with you. It's kind of video video game-like, but Rob Gronkowski comes back to form, gets himself ready to go football-wise. It could be scary on Sundays watching this team go. Uh, without seeing him, of course, are the expectations for this team and, and offense built and predicated on that connection, or is it more so, Anthony, hey, you've got Evans and Godwin, even another tight end, depending on who's there, to go to Gronkowski is a luxury, but he's one hell of a luxury to have. Well, the goals of the NFL defense is to try to where the plays or the pass plays or the quarterback can go. You know, they can always take away a weapon and force you to at least go somewhere on the field that, you know, okay, look, you're good. You can make the, the connection. That's fine. But we're going to try to limit your opportunities. What do you do now as a defense? You're not, going to try to take away Gronk with two guys because you got two elite receivers and you say the same thing across the board so now it's just a matter of you know well, what are defenses going to bring to the table with these guys you know I, I think initially it's Tom so good he'll hit the open man I mean it basically comes down to that you know he's not going to be the, the rookie or the second year guy you know connecting with his favorite guy every time but I'm promise you this that 
he'll have an option to, to go to anybody he wants to. And when you're talking about a guy that is elite pre-snap, that diagnoses information and knows the answers before you know you finally get everybody on the same page, it's going to get scary. And uh, you know, look, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have to you know shore up their offensive line. Hopefully, in the draft here, that'll be key because you don't want Tom Brady on his back with all these weapons. And they'll have to increase their run game a bit. But you know, look, this is the best. This is the best core on paper in the league right now, in my opinion, as far as the versatility matched with speed, length, matchup problems. I mean, Kansas City has a lot of speed problems that you have to match up with. But, man, this is a very similar deal where you have speed and size combined across the board. I'm telling you now, it's, it's, it's going to be hard to stop uh, the, this offense come, uh, come season time. Which offense is going to create more headaches leading up to a game? Is it the one you just laid out in Tampa Bay or the team that I assume they're chasing still in New Orleans? Well, you know, honestly, I would say, you know, from, from an offense, from all three of those offenses, the one that honestly you'd lean on is, okay, a lot of speed and a quarterback that can really create. That That's tough to beat. Uh, when you're talking about stopping offenses. So the ability for Patrick Mahomes to still pass, pick you apart, but yet move is, is gigantic. I mean, that, that's just that extra X factor. The one thing that, 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 that with, the, with the Buccaneers system is that, okay, yeah, Tom Brady's not going to be able to run away from Cats. We get that. He's not going to be that guy. But now your range of being wrong and your range of guys catching balls in a, in a different radius than maybe a, a five nine super fast receiver opens the floodgates to a lot more plays that can be made with one on one coverage or just kind of getting the ball out in space to wherever they are. These guys can go get the football. They can go jump, leap. They got the height, the length. I mean, those are the things right now that are going to be tough for defenses to stop. I mean, you just can't get physical, go man to man. It just those things won't work against those type of things. And of course, you know, with with the Saints uh, and their offense, and when you're what you're seeing with them is, yeah, you have one elite receiver, and then you have a quarterback that can diagnose information like the best of them, and Tom Brady's and uh, the the elite quarterbacks of the league do. So uh, again, they all have their advantages. I, I would say this: when in doubt, and you can just throw it up in the area and you have guys that can get it, that, that's, that's extremely helpful for a quarterback. Anthony Beck joining us at Anthony underscore Beck. Aton Shander at Shander Show. For me, the defense, how big of a problem is this? Is this going to prevent, ultimately, Anthony, the Bucks from either winning the division or going far in the playoffs? You know, surprisingly, you know, if you watch this team, one of the better defenses in the league the last half of the season, I think the MVP of this team is Ty Bowles. Mm-hmm. Uh, up front defensive line. I don't know if you'll have a better one in the league right now with Shaq Barrett coming off an MVP season defensively. JPP is resigned. Dominic and Sue is back in the middle to clog it up. And Vita Vea, who not a lot of people talk about, should have probably made the Pro Bowl last year. So you're talking about a defensive line now that's pretty loaded and stacked from their starters. You got a middle linebacker that was one of their top draft picks in the draft last year, Devin White play with a knee brace for the majority of the season when it when it got pulled off halfway through at the end of the year the guy was flying around and making more plays than any linebacker in the league Levante David is a perennial pro bowler the secondary has always been the question but I'll tell you what now the rookies that they drafted last year and the, and the second year players from the year before these guys stayed healthy they bought into the system length can play the football they got better every single week you know, I talked to Todd, Todd Bowles personally after the season. He said, look, I, 
I don't care if you give me a free agent, you give me a, a rookie a defensive back, whoever that may be, I can coach him up and get him ready. He proved that last year. So I don't think the defense is going to hold him back. You know, last year the biggest problem was being down a touchdown or two because of interceptions, pick sixes, turnovers. Those things will go away, and now we'll get to see more of a complete team. And I think it's another year together as a squad playing, understanding the system will help this team, team, uh, team go. Look, you're down there covering the team, played for the Bucks. Looking at what Tampa is, it's it's not a knock; it's more of a reality. They have rarely been the source of the fan, the fair weather fan. You are now at the epicenter, Anthony Becht, of fair weather fandom. Is Tampa Bay prepared to take on not only the fair weather fans associated with Brady, but now Gronk as well? Oh my gosh! I mean, you talk about boosting the arm for economies. I mean, this is not right. only good for the team, the organization, but the city. I mean, the Super Bowl is here and, uh, this season. I mean, there's a lot of things going on, and you're right. I mean, this is the shot in the arm that, that place uh, people need. And um, you know, this stadium has not been filled in a long time. And you know, season tickets were extremely off the chain when Tom Brady signed, and then of course Gronk. There was a waiting list again to get on. So, you know, people are people are getting excited about it. Obviously, tough economic times. But once things start coming back and people you know, start getting their, back on their feet again, um, I, I can anticipate uh, this just being a rock and roll, rock and roll situation for the, for the city, for the fan base. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, it's been a lot of bad luck for this organization. They do have a Super Bowl in the last 20 years, which a lot of teams can't say. But it's been a long time since they've had success. And I'll tell you now, you start bringing names like this to Tampa Bay, no one would have ever thought or dreamed of hearing those kind of names come to this area. And uh, it's, 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 it's going to be fun. Hey, uh, Anthony Beck joining us at Anthony underscore Beck. AB, I'm curious, as much as you work with tight ends, know the position in and out guys coming into the NFL. We looked at this from a sports betting standpoint kind of in the first part of the hour. I want to get the football answer from you. We had a chance to chat with Cole Komet yesterday, top-rated tight end, as you know, coming mm-hmm. out of Notre Dame. Is he a first-round pick? Is his name called tomorrow night? He can be. I don't, you know, I just dropped my mock draft on my Twitter, Anthony underscore Beck. I don't have a tight end in the first round, but but clearly, you know, Cole is a, a guy that can do everything really well. And uh, you know, there are teams out there that need that position, need that kind of player, a guy that can block in line, can flex out, can run pass routes. This guy can can do it all. I actually have him rated number two. The, the number one tight end that I have is Albert O. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name. Albert right. O. out of Missouri, who ran a 4-3 at 6 5 two sixty. Wow. Um, he's the guy that has the, the most upside. Uh, he has some red flags from an intangible standpoint. People worry about his effort and his, his, his heart in the game. And, uh, you know, just talking with him, I was able to go to Combine and be the uh, liaison tight end for the, for the tight end class this year and being around these kids. You know, he looks like he's a kid that, you know, is really willing to put the work forward. He was doing a lot of success early in the SEC, having touchdowns as a freshman. And, and as the years went on, he just kind of got a bit complacent. But when you're talking about just the tangible characteristics, height, speed, size, athleticism, blocking ability, if he can figure it out, he can he can really be the best of this crew. And I think there's a lot of other tight ends, but, you know, if you ask me if a tight end can go in the first round, I do. But I also see a scenario where maybe ten receivers could go before a tight end gets picked, maybe in the in the upper uh, area of the second round.
I'd like for one of those to be going to Philadelphia. That that would just be me. I'm sure 95 percent of the fan base is well up here. Yeah, well, you're talking about receiver. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. I meant receiver. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, in my mock draft, I had the Eagles uh, landing Henry Ruggs, and a lot of people were saying, "Well, there's no way Ruggs would be available that late." But I'm telling you now, I think the one thing that as we're seeing all these people and who people think is going to go where, there's going to be a lot of surprises in this draft. And, you know, Ruggs is in my top five. I don't have him in my top three. I felt like him and Jerry Judy were an awesome combination, but that was a dictator of why and how well Henry Ruggs did. So is he a guy that can be the number one uh, consistently? And I think he can. I just think that because of that and maybe some of the minds of of some teams that they may try a different route. I have Denzel Mims ahead of him going early on, 15 to the Broncos, uh, a name that maybe is on the rise. Not a lot of people talking about him maybe going that high. I, I could see it happening. So uh, I think that the, there's going to be a really, really good receiver available for the Eagles. Uh, that I predict them taking one, but, again, how this thing falls out and shakes out with trades and whatnot, you never know. But uh, they're, they're going to have a, a good choice of, of very capable receivers to pick to to help Carson Wentz in that offense. A.B., thank you so much for the time, as always, uh, and happy to hear all things are going well with you and yours. Yeah, man, check out that uh, mock draft, Econ. Just tweeted it out, brother. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it, man. Good talking to you. Absolutely. Likewise, at Anthony underscore Becht on the progressive guest line. We'll wrap the hour next here. Scratching beneath the surface, it's the second level on SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. I went a little long with Anthony Beck, but wanted to get you all the insight from not only the Brady-Gronk stuff, but also a couple of tight ends interesting in key position on a couple of offenses this year. We gave you the fake news answer. It was the patent that was only three letters, and Ron explained, you're an idiot, and that's why we yeah, fooled you today. Just not implanting it in people yet, but right. they have ways to track you. But I'm, I'm the idiot who didn't realize that patents are longer now, than three. Now, the patent number that they do have does have six or three sixes in the number. Just not together. Just not in a row. Okay. But what pops... yeah, there's letters and numbers in there. <laughs> okay, as long as we have longer than three sixes in a row, it adds up. We're good. But what pops from these segments a lot, and sometimes we don't have a guest at 1240 and we can kind of reflect on it, but at least now we can shortly at least, but these other stories are real. Those other stories are real. A woman survived a Being gunshot shot in wound. in the chest. Yeah, she, she described it as uh, it was... Something stinging and hot, and then when she looked down, that's when she saw blood. So she took herself to the hospital. Canada women, unbelievable, way tougher than us. Yeah, probably Hockey stopped player. off. She probably stopped off at Hortons too. Absolutely, got a bag of donuts when I was up in Calgary. Tim Hortons was a necessity. I hit Tim Hortons like three times a day. Really? Well, I didn't know about it until I was nah. in Calgary. I'm just saying. I mean, I can't imagine. I, if I get shot in the chest, I'm out. I'm done. Me too. I, I don't have it. Now, do you think that there are men thick enough on the planet that they could provide that type of... Oh, I'm certain that there are guys thick enough. Yeah, but isn't the silicone that provided the actual Well, the silicone is like, kind of like redirected it away. <laughs> it ricocheted she did. She did have a broken rib. 
Oh, wait, so that's she was the shot in the chest, but it went down to a rib. <laughs>